I'm Emma Buggy, an artist and teacher of compassionate communication and active listening. I've created this podcast series for you as a way to introduce you to some of the methods that I hold dear to my heart and also to share some skills and activities that may be helpful for you in order to invite compassion, understanding, honesty and harmony into your lives and your relationships both with yourselves and with the people that you love and you spend your time with. You can find out more information about my work and compassionate communication, which by the way is also known as nonviolent communication or NVC for short, via my website at www.empathart.com. All references mentioned in this programme will be included in the show notes and you can also find links for activity aids such as feelings and need lists which you can download and use in the activities that we will do together and when practising at home. So I feel really lucky to have with me today my dear friend Olivier, <laughs> who I'm studying with on the um, facilitation year course with Joram Mossensen. And I really love the way that we work together and the way that we chat so fluidly and with ease. And I thought it would be great to have him on as my practice partner for the activities that we're going to be doing together today. <laughs> mm, I'm really excited. Me too. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah, thank you for coming here, Olivier. And before we start, I just want to do a little tiny check-in, as we do in NVC, and see how are you doing today? Just a couple of sentences to tell us how you're feeling right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, today, um, <clears throat> I'm feeling contemplative of what's happening inside me. Um I put many things to do on my to-do list and uh, I don't seem to be doing them as fast as I wish. So I've got a tiny bit of frustration and maybe disappointment about me. I really kind of want to get things done. Um, but also I'm quite grateful that I woke up this morning. <laughs> um, not, not too late. Um, and I really wanted to enjoy the day and, and keep on like having a, a rhythm that sustains me getting up early and getting to sleep early as well. So, yeah, and I'm I'm also quite curious about what what we're going to explore together today. <laughs> yeah, how about you? Yeah, well, I already feel a sense of relief um, just hearing how you're doing because that really brings me a sense of connection and like. I start to calm down that little nervous energy that I had in my body that always comes when I'm starting to do a recording online. Because um, it's like, oh, you know, I really want this to be clear and to make sense and for it to be easy and in flow for both of us to talk. And so just hearing how you're doing meets my nervous system with like human connection. And straight away, I find myself kind of going, okay. I'm safe. It's okay. It's Olivier. I'm talking with Olivier. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I, I love checking like you said. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I, I love checking as well. It really resonates what you're saying about uh, just getting a, a little bit of transparency on who's in front of me. Yeah. Just really helped me connect better and be more present. 
yeah what's going on yeah yeah like meeting each other's humanity and that yeah. helps us relax mm-hmm. thank you olivier <laughs> so today olivier and i are going to be talking to you about um checking our intentions behind the words that we use and the actions that we do uh, when we are speaking and when we're communicating with one another and also learning about the ways in which our language and our intentions can affect our communication they can really affect how much connection we might have with someone or we might not have with someone in the end and I thought a wonderful way to represent this would be through reading a poem that actually Marshall Rosenberg has at the beginning of his book uh, A Language of Life, Nonviolent Communication, A Language of Life and uh, Olivier would you be up for reading this poem for us please? Yeah sure so it's a poem by Febermeyer. Words are windows or their walls. I feel so sentenced by your words. I feel so judged and sent away. Before I go, I got to know, is that what you mean to say? Before I rise to my defense, before I speak in hurt of fear, before I build that wall of words, tell me, did I really hear? Words are windows or their walls. They sentence us or set us free. When I speak and when I hear, let the love light shine through me. There are things I need to say, things that mean so much to me. If my words don't make me clear, will you help me to be free? If I seem to put you down, if you felt I didn't care, try to listen through my words to the feelings that we share. Mm. Thank you, Olivier. Wow, that was really beautiful. And I, I really love this idea that either our words can sentence us in a way that maybe we didn't really hope for, <laughs> Or they can be like a way to reach freedom and understanding. And Mm -hmm. uh, I just love how this poem, in a way, invites us to help each other. It's like, oh, well, maybe if I didn't use the right words, are you willing to help me find that understanding? So it's not about blaming the person who used the, quote, wrong words, but inviting, asking for help. Like, yeah, I really want to communicate in a different way. It's really when I'm able to connect to my actual intention uh, that I'm also able to see more easily what might be in the intention of others. Mm-hmm. Uh, very often I try to myself kind of translate what would people be saying in front of me. Oh, is, is this what they really mean? Is this what they really need? And when it comes out in, in blaming and shaming and me really having the intention to understand what was behind, but because I was not able to do it with myself, I would also be like really unable to do it with others. Yeah. So I can see how like, it's, it's almost like the way I am with myself is pretty much the way I am with others as well. Yeah. Yeah. So this really speaks to this first um, step, I think, which is almost like a hidden step in NVC. 
because we spoke about last week uh, in the podcast, I mentioned that we have the observation, then we check our feelings, then we check what is the need behind the feeling, and then we move into making requests of ourselves and other people. But there is this hidden step that um, really is at the core, in a sense, the spirituality of NVC, which is like checking my intentions before I go into communication or even in the middle of communication and also afterwards. So as you were saying, sometimes sometimes we can say something or do something um, and we might think that our intention is really for connection. And, you know, connection is the core value of nonviolent communication. That's like the main place we want to go when we're when we're communicating with people because then it opens up uh, space and availability and options to meet other needs. So I can check, ah, when I, for example, when I chose not to respond to my partner's message after he had said something that I was really upset about, was I choosing not to respond um, in order to connect with myself? Was I choosing not to respond in order to have some space and time before I respond? Or was I doing it because I wanted him to feel bad? I kind of wanted him to learn a lesson a little bit. And if I'm really honest with myself, this is a real example from like maybe six weeks ago. My partner and I were having a little argument about communication, funnily enough, and he sent some messages and I, I, I remember I chose I'm not going to respond to him until the end of the day. I want him to stew on it. I want him to think, why is she not responding to me? She must be angry. Oh, no, I've hurt her feelings. I should have done something differently. I wanted him to feel guilty. And so with this little activity we're going to do together, we can start to check our intentions behind our actions or behind our words and also behind our inactions. And uh, if we check our intentions, then we have a chance or an opportunity to choose, ah, do I want to change my action? Or maybe I want to change that intention and see whether I would then change the action afterwards. Sometimes the answer is, yes, I want to change it. And sometimes it's like, actually, no, I'm quite okay with the intention that I have there. So yeah. this is like a zero step. It brings us to why do I want to have this conversation in the first place before we start? Okay, so I'm wondering if you have any examples, Olivier, of uh, a time when perhaps you said something or did something that you now regret or that you wish that you did differently. Yeah, so recently I was um, I was taking a nap and my flatmate was talking to a friend uh, and she was kind of complaining about this other friend that we have and I didn't want things to escalate. So I just got up and I said, well, just go and talk to her. And I right away regretted it because she got really mad at me because yeah. she was like, don't tell me what to do, you know, and um, yeah, that's something I really regret. Um, yeah. Saying, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. And if you, if you 
check in with yourself at this moment, remembering that time when you got up and you said to her, well, just go and talk to her. What do you think was your original intention behind saying those words? What were you intending to do? Yeah, I think my my original intention, um, uh, yeah, my first intention, what, what really comes to me is really a, like a sense of, of safety and harmony. Mm. Just wanting things to be safe and worrying that if people talk too much to other people and then don't actually talk to one another, things won't get resolved and it's going to build up. Mm. So it's really this place where like, oh, I was worried because... I wanted to make sure there was safety and and that they would not start to be like all these gossip and things around and just efficiency as well. Yeah, so there was this beautiful thing behind you saying, just go and talk to her. You really wanted there to be this sense of safety and and, I'm guessing also care for one another and that it would be more effective and easier if maybe they spoke to each other. So this is your intention. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah. And... Olivia, I wonder if you can just check if you really look deeply again and ask yourself again, is there, was there another intention behind that? Was there another one behind the intention that you just mentioned when you said that sentence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for uh, pointing that out. Yes. Um, there was definitely a place where I was, the, the first thing was like, why is she being like that? She's not being mature, making a drama. Uh And then there was this place of wanting to correct. And I suppose that's where it came out this way. So, so this is very often, you know, behind our beautiful intentions of wanting peace and harmony in the house. Sometimes there can be this sneaky intention behind of wanting to correct the other person, which again, there's nothing wrong with that, but perhaps it can block the connection that we were really longing for in that moment, which you were really longing for. I can hear that in the beauty of your, of your first intention. And so, um, Olivia, if you ask yourself now, would I like to either change my intention or my action? Uh, which one comes to you? If there's anything that you would like to change, would you like to change your intention or would you like to change your action or both or neither? I would have wanted to have a sense of patience mm-hmm. and, and, and have time and, and yeah, really obviously check my intention and therefore my action first, mm-hmm. maybe express it. Yeah. So uh, if you were going to change, for example, your intention and your action, what would you change them to now? If you could rewind time just so that the uh, listeners could get an an example of um, Olivier is back in that moment and he suddenly has the chance to change his intention and his action. What would he maybe do or say differently? Uh, the first thing I would do is shut up with the intention of being a bit more present. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have enjoyed getting the clarity that actually what she wanted was really empathy and a sense of support and solidarity. She's really my, my strong guess about this, why she was expressing it like that. Um, so I would have de- definitely been giving more empathy. Also, I would have made sure that not to interrupt in a conversation that was private between her and her friend, mm. which I can 
just imagine how also pissed off I would probably be if someone interrupted <laughs> me. Um, yeah, it's it, it's always this sense of pause that makes such a difference. Is the yeah. taking a few breaths and really being like, is this really serving me? Uh, and and then yeah, then probably then if I wanted to actually talk to her and bring some sort of a sense of insight, which is really tricky because the moment I want to change someone or I have much chances that they're going to hate me a little bit for a little bit of life. <laughs> um, um, but if ever there was something that I wanted to say, I would have probably, I would have asked if they're, if they're willing to hear some insight I have about the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, what I'm hearing is that uh, the, the version of you now that sees the original um, experience, the intentions and the actions would say, okay, maybe next time, uh, if this happened again, I would um, choose to take a moment to pause and check with myself whether this action that I'm thinking of doing, which is telling them to go and speak with each other, whether it really serves me and whether it serves them in this moment. So <laughs> you would come and speak to her at another time, share and, and ask her whether she wants to hear your um, your thoughts about the situation, whether she's willing to hear the mm-hmm. the ideas that you have, and also if she wants to receive some empathy from you. Okay. So once we've connected with our intentions, um, we can now start to have a look at the kind of language or the kind of communicating that we're doing when we're having discussions with ourselves and with with other people. So we've already heard that there's this inner voice that's saying all sorts of things to us uh, internally. And this inner voice can be really judgmental and harsh sometimes. and, And we can blame ourselves, we can judge ourselves, we can should ourselves and it can be really really hard to hear this inner voice and sometimes we speak that way outwardly as well and it's really like no surprise because the world that we live in is surrounded in right and wrong language everywhere that we go we have like advertisements and we have stories and tv series and books and parliaments and politicians all talking about the right way and the wrong way to do things. And so it's embedded in our language. And it's, it's not that we want to get away from using this kind of language. We don't want to stop speaking in that way altogether because I know for me, if I just put a full stop and I say I'm not allowed to speak with judgment, with blame, with deserve mentality or anything like that, then... I end up not speaking at all because it's ingrained in my <laughs> in my language. Um, so it's like, how can I check the words that I'm seeing and slow down and choose to to understand what's behind those words, and then slowly, slowly move towards a place where I use less of that language day to day. Um, so I thought we could talk about a few examples of life alienating language or language that really stops connection between people, uh, really stops us from having that chance to look deeper and and lean towards understanding each other. Um, so yeah, let's start with the first one, blame. 
Have you got any examples of a sentence that might sound like blame for you, Olivier? It's your fault if you're not where you want to be in life. Mm -hmm. It's because of you. You're it's the one who decided to do that. Yeah. So it's, it's all about the way that you're behaving right now, you know, and yeah, you never listen to me either. Like you never listen to me, Olivier. So not you fair. never take responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, the, this is blame language. And I don't know about you guys, the listeners, I'm sure that we've all used it and we've all been hearing it regularly throughout our lives. And it might be internally, it might be externally, it might be a mixture of both. We all do it. But blaming, I know that when I start blaming someone or I start blaming myself, I stop the ability to connect with them. Like immediately, I'm just going to want to leave the room or I get angry or I get upset. It stops the communication. Uh, the next one is when we move into judgment or analysis. Do you have any examples of like when we judge or analyze people? Yeah, when it comes to judgment, I always kind of like to laugh at the idea that there's both positive and negative judgments and they're all judgments. Mm -hmm. So even just saying something like, you're beautiful, um, it's a positive judgment and maybe a lot of people will enjoy hearing it. But for some people, it's also really painful. I have many ladies' friends that don't like to be called beautiful all the time because it reminds them that people value them more for their physical appearance than what they're inside. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, judgments, obviously, there, there's so many. <laughs> there yeah. Almost unlimited amount unlimited. of judgments. You're lazy, you're uh, interesting, um... That was boring. Mm. That book, you're so mature. You're so mature. Yeah, you're. You're very messy. Yeah, you're very messy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, or an anal an analysis of the situation would be like, well, you know, that happened because you were obviously just not listening to her. Mm. Yeah, and also if you look at the way your parents are, you're kind of similar. You need to look into like. The reason why you're doing things is because of your parents are doing things like yeah, that as well. So, like that's obviously why you're behaving like that. So we're yeah. analyzing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's your family patterns. You're not aware of them, but I can see how. I know how you're acting, and you don't know how you're acting, but I can see how I it can is. See it, yeah. Oh my god, that's <laughs> painful for me because I know I definitely used to do that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. I think I think I think I still do it in my mind yeah, a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely do it in my mind, and maybe every now and again, with the closest people to me, I probably still say those kind of analyses too. Yeah. I mean, because it, it's there's this place where it, it's helping us to understand sometimes. Yeah. So it like it might be a place to help going into um, non-judgment and more understanding. Um, but it's still an analysis and it's still only a guess. Yeah. And, and therefore, yeah, it's dangerous territory, especially to express it. It might be really yeah. painful to Later on in the series, we will learn a little bit about how we can check whether people want to hear our pieces of advice or whether they want to hear our 
analysis or our ideas because it's again we don't want to move into this territory of judging the analysis or judging the judgment as wrong perhaps we have a piece of analysis that our friend really wants to hear and maybe they actually would really value and it gives them a sense of understanding but we want to move into a place of giving them an option to choose whether they want to hear it or not or giving them the option to listen and take in whatever suits them and leave out whatever doesn't. So we'll do that later on in the series uh, when we come to requests. Yeah. Um, okay, the next one that stops communication is when we move into this place of denial. Well, it's obviously his fault. I mean, look at the way he's behaving. It's got nothing to do with me. Yeah, like I did everything I could, but he's just, he, it's his plan to make my life worse. Yeah. It's really his plan to to make me miserable, and you know I I can't really I can't really do anything in this. I have I have no choice. I have no say. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing to do with me, really. At the end of the day, mm. yeah. Me shouting at him is my only option. I don't have any other option. You know. What do you What do you want from me? He didn't do what I asked him to do. He doesn't want to listen. What else? What else am I supposed to do? I've tried my best. At this point, I can only leave. I cannot yeah. say anything anymore. I can only leave and, and you know, just close the door, cut it all off. And he, and he needs to work on his shit, you know? He, he's toxic. <laughs> he's toxic, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm laughing at all these things, even though they're not that funny. Like, there is a real seriousness to how... Like painful it is to hear this kind of language and also the pain that the person is experiencing when they are in this place of denial and the pain that the other person is experiencing when they're receiving that denial of the other person's responsibility. It's all painful and there is something beautiful underneath and we're going to learn in a moment how we can juice that painful message and find that tasty, lovely gift that we're... <laughs> That we're trying we're to tell each for. other. Yeah, we're looking for underneath the pile of shit that smells really bad. There's like a diamond that's shining under there. Yeah. So the ne the last one is deserve mentality. So <laughs> I know I used to be a real speaker of deserve mentality a while back. God, darling, you deserve better than that. You shouldn't let her treat you in that way. She's such a bitch. You deserve better than that. Yeah, honestly, like you shouldn't you shouldn't be hanging out with people like this because you know, you're a good person and everything you do, you do it because you care and they don't care. Mm -hmm. And you should not be with these kind of people. You really don't deserve that. Yeah. Um, the way they treat you you deserve better yeah or or the sneaky one like oh my god the least you could do i mean the minimum after all i've done for you is say thank you i mean come on is it really that much to ask or i mean is it that hard to say sorry after everything that you have done to me that's like the deserve sneaking in there it's like i deserve your apology i deserve 
your repentance and your guilt and yeah yeah or, or yeah things like didn't you see that i cleaned the whole i cleaned the whole bathroom and then you know no thank you no nothing mm-hmm. yeah i deserve better than that yeah. or there's also like you know well he obviously deserves to go to jail that's a difficult one there but there is this thing of like someone deserves to go to jail like that they deserve it they should receive this punishment it's this whole idea of reward and punishment and the thing yeah. is even if we say things like oh yeah yeah like he's done such a beautiful thing he really deserves that and and you know it's it's hard to sometimes see like that that there is really some sort of a judgment in there and that it can be painful for people yeah uh, because what about the person who maybe worked hard all her life and then, you know, she arrives at 60, she's got no money, but she worked so hard. And there's somebody else who kind of did a painting, got lucky and got a million out of it. Mm-hmm. And then people are going to be like, well, you're so talented, you deserve it. Well, what about the one who worked so hard? Doesn't she deserve it as well? It's really tricky, this idea of deserving. It's because... a very tricky one to, un- to undo because like, there's such beautiful longings underneath that. Like, I really, like, I, I often hear that behind deserve mentality there's this longing for consideration this longing for recognition this yeah equality being seen acknowledgement beautiful things they're the diamonds underneath this deserve mentality but they can be hard to find Mm -hmm. sometimes I guess this is a really good time for me to introduce to you the two animals that Marshall Rosenberg has implemented in nonviolent communication as a way of helping us to understand the voices that we have within us. And he does this with two animals, like I said before. The first one is the jackal, and the jackal is this animal that's really spiky and sharp and yappy. And they hang out in herds and packs and they can sometimes have this bullyish behaviour. But underneath they're really quite scared and frightened and if you catch them on their own then they can really get quite self-defensive, you know. They start to bark at you because underneath they're afraid. And this poor jackal just doesn't quite know how to ask for what they want in a way that is nourishing and connecting. And we can be sure that underneath all of that spikiness and barking, there are juicy, beautiful needs, gifts that are just waiting to be uncovered. So that brings me to the second animal, which is the giraffe. And the giraffe is this elegant, tall animal so that it can see above and look down and see everything that's happening around it. So it has this great sense of self-awareness. They also have these big ears so they can really hear and listen. And giraffes have this special saliva in their mouths which helps them to digest these particularly spiky leaves that they tend to eat. The spiky leaves, I guess, are very similar to the spikiness of the jackal's words. And so this saliva of the giraffe digests and makes those jackal words a lot more tasty 
a lot more digestible. And so when we are connecting with giraffe consciousness, we're talking from this place of looking and listening to the feelings and needs that we have, looking and listening to the feelings and needs of the people in front of us. After explaining uh, the differences between the two voices of the jackal and giraffe, Olivier and I are going to give you a little bit of an example of how these two voices sound. And we're going to look back at those types of communication that block connection. So remember, we were talking about blame and judgment, comparison, analysis, denial and deserve mentality. And we're going to take just one example of those. And um, one of us will be the giraffe and the other one is going to be the jackal. So just remembering that the jackal is going to express in this uh, language of blame or judgment or comparison or denial. And the giraffe is going to translate what they're saying into feelings and needs. So Olivier... Shall we do an example together? Yeah, I'd love that. Can I be the giraffe first? Yeah, I'd love for you to be the giraffe. I want to get my jackals out. Okay, so I'm going to check what my inner jackal is saying. So my inner jackal is, is actually speaking inwardly towards myself at the moment. And it's going, oh, Emma, you're so unclear. You're not, you're not making sense in the way that you're creating this podcast and explaining things to people. Um, I don't think they're going to follow what you're talking about. And you're missing out all of these important elements of NVC, you're going too fast. Maybe you should put less in each episode. Mm. So is it something like you're feeling really self-conscious? A bit worried of how your words are going to be understood and heard. Yeah. And really, really wanting that that sense of clarity, but also skills and mastery and and, and also, I would say maybe some kindness to yourself as well, really wanting to be kind with yourself because <sighs> kind of a lot of expectations going on. Wow, you hit the nail on the head. It's, I think it's the main thing is the kindness towards myself because, oh, like I've, I'm so fed up of hearing these voices and it's like, of course I'm nervous. I'm... <laughs> recording a podcast and whoever many people out there in the world are going to hear it it could be thousands I hope it gets to thousands but yeah and and if so they're going to be hearing my clumsiness and my unclarity and maybe some people in the NVC world will hear it and they'll go mm, she didn't explain that part very well or oh she didn't include this piece of information which is really important hmm so I'm afraid of other people's judgments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, actually what comes to me if, from what you're saying is like, maybe you'd really love to have this efficacy and like the, that need for contribution and sharing your knowledge 
Yeah. Really wanting to contribute and help the world being a better place. And that's such a, a strong sense of purpose that's there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's really real. Behind all of this, there is this longing to contribute and to be to have meaning in my life. And I think there's still this little jackal that's just like, yeah, but they won't understand what I'm saying. And I'm I'm not concise with my explanations. I'm not I'm not saying it in a way that people will clearly uh, walk away and understand. Yeah. So you're really feeling self-conscious about the way you're saying things, really really wanting them to be heard with clarity and and presence. I'm guessing that also you'd love some kind of inner peace yeah. only for yeah. and calm. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really connect with the clarity and with this inner peace because I think when I've been speaking with you on this podcast, like I, I hit moments of like forgetting that I'm even recording it. And those moments were like gold for me. They were and like, even right now I'm feeling that it's like, oh, this is just so easy. I'm just chatting to Olivier and I'm not thinking about what I'm saying. And I'm sure that it's clear because it's coming from this place of ease. And I think that's what I want to connect with more and more whilst continuing with recording this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes so much sense to me. And it, it's something like, you want it to be human and connecting. You want to have this authenticity and, and especially that doing something that's about NVC and guessing you really want the sense of NVC, which is about connection, about authenticity, about presence, about being your true people self to the world in a way that's spontaneous. You want the spontaneity, the, the joy and fun of what NVC can be like and wanting this to be translated into this podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I want to somehow transmit that message that this can be really fun and spontaneous and it can get to this place of being easy and in flow. And I worry that people will think, oh, my God, this whole method is so clunky and difficult. And how will I even do it? And that they'll get confused. And so I really long for this, like the message to be like, it can be fun. It can be spontaneous. It can be wonderful. It can be nourishing. It's, oh, yeah, I'm really connecting with that need again of wanting to fully contribute and be true to the beauty behind all of this work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Olivier, for being such a wonderful giraffe. And I feel so blessed that on my own podcast I get to receive empathy <laughs> from my friend it's like a gift <laughs> and um, I've really really enjoyed chatting with you today it's really met my need for ease and fun and flow like and and learning together how about for you <sighs> yeah I'm really glad that you've asked me to do this um I can see how there's like still a little sense of um, I, I'm feeling self-conscious as well. Uh, I'm 
already noticing like just before when I was guessing your needs, I, I, I voiced my guesses without a question mark at the end. I love it when I'm guessing them and showing it again. And so I can see how I can connect so much with what you were saying and wanting to be, you know, having a sense of clarity and, uh, and, uh, I, I love the fact that we're doing that and, and maybe it's, you know, helping both of us to, to get in this place of, of more clarity and sharing what we love so much, um, about the essence of NDC and, and the beauty that it brings in our lives. I, I, I so long to share that as well with the world. So I'm so glad, so glad that you, uh, invited me. Yay. Celebrating. And Olivier, I will, I, I will really enjoy if we would have another chat at some point soon about another subject later on in the series so if you're up for having another interview with me then let me know uh, or I might invite you for something specific maybe we'll talk about something juicy <laughs> together love um, the juice yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> okay. thank you so much Emma. thank you darling Okay, guys, so as we're coming to the end of our show, I just want to leave you with a little easy activity that you can do for this week between now and our next podcast. And that is to start taking note of your intentions behind your actions. So see if you can notice after you've said something or done something, just check what was my intention? What was it that I was really trying to do there? Was my intention for connection? Was my intention to, you know, teach someone a lesson? Was it something else? So just starting to notice our intentions behind our actions and the words that we say. And again, really remembering this basic thing of nonviolent communication, which is that we're not wanting to blame ourselves and start judging ourselves if our intention is to teach or if our intention is to harm we, we just want to start noticing so that we have the opportunity and the chance to start changing our intentions or changing our actions slowly, slowly. And the second thing that you can start doing this week is to start making a list of all of the types of communication that you use or that you hear around you, which are life alienating. Those pieces of communication that stop connection from happening. So judgments, analysis, denial, deserve mentality, um, anything like that. So what I think is a nice idea to do is to have a little notebook and I can just write down all of my judgments and all of my accusations and analyses in there for a week. And by the end of the week, you should have a nice little lovely looking list of jackal thoughts <laughs> for you to work with next week. Um, so it's just about noticing for this week. And next week, we will talk more about what we can do next, starting with observation. So observing our thoughts, observing our feelings. So until then, I hope you enjoy this 
you enjoyed this week's podcast and I hope that you enjoy this week's observing of your thoughts and judgments and of the thoughts and judgments of people around you. Thank you again for joining me. I'm curious how the show has been for you and I'm super excited to receive any feedback, any requests you might have or any questions regarding NVC and the topics that we will be covering in our future podcasts. If you are an NVC practitioner and you would enjoy taking part on one of these shows in the future, then please contact me via email at emma.empathart at gmail.com or you can find me on Facebook via my practice group page where you can also find other videos and links, support materials and a space to practice your skills with like-minded people heart-to-heart communication NVC group on Facebook or you can check out my website www.empathart.com for more information about past and future workshops as well as one-to-one empathy sessions and more. I really appreciate the time that you have taken to listen to this podcast and I'm already feeling excited and a little nervous to read your comments and connect with you further between now and our next session together. Thank you for joining me.